Welcome back to Action Ignited, the place to be for personal development and growth. Here on our podcast, you'll find all the tools, tips, and tricks that you need to grow your passion and achieve your dreams. I'm here with my host, Iz Hadahat, and myself, Jason Hogarth. And today we're going to be diving into the power of relationships. Is how you doing today? <laughs> Still laughing from our pre-show, I see. Still laughing from the pre-show. It's the funniest thing where I, I like that we have this opportunity to be just completely transparent on here, but it's the pre-game, it's two best friends getting together and, and talking about anything from football to life. And we kicked this thing off uh, with 20 minutes of laughter, probably even longer than that. So before even just talking about that laughter, getting lost in it, I'm doing well. I'm feeling good. The heart's happy because I'm laughing all day. How are you doing? Good, man. Good. I'm glad. Yeah, doing great. Um, you know, we had the just general good vibes going and then, yeah, you know, reminiscing about our our, our playing days. Uh, one of one of us had a football helmet on. The other almost did. So yeah. we'll, we'll save that, that for another day. But uh, yeah, good times. Good times. It was a bromance moment where... Jason had the football helmet on and I was about to grab mine and put it on. And then in my defense, in his defense, in my defense, his AirPod got stuck in one of them. So I was like, let me not risk something like that happening, even though I didn't have one on. Eh, the earrings, you know, something. Boom. Yeah. That that would be significantly worse. <laughs> yeah. That's that's kind of happened a little bit. Past, so. But yeah. Um, speaking of bromance relationships, that's what we're here to talk about. So there's bromances. There's your actual romantic lives, your professional relationships, personal relationships. And, you know, for us really here today, I think our goal is just to kind of dive into how that can help fuel your, your journey of taking action on what your goals are, how to set boundaries, um, how to have effective communication. So everything's set up for success, success. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, where we could start is just, I guess, how, how do you go about, um, managing your relationships while you're also, you know, pushing towards your own personal dreams that you've created for yourself that are now becoming, you know, for you and Monica, your dreams together for incorporating friends into everything. Um, what, what has been your process, things that have worked for you? That's a really good question. Um, I mean, my mind with this topic goes a million miles per hour because um, I always believe that, you know, one of the most important things is our environment and that is the people in it to continue to grow those relationships and foster those relationships. I think communication and learning how to communicate over time is what's most important. So at least for myself, I've done more listening than speaking. I'm just an overgiver at heart. So like if somebody comes to talk to me, whether it's like you or Monica or my parents or whoever the case it is, I want to be able to, okay, let me give you the answer to X and Y. When at the end of the day, sometimes we just want to find the answers ourselves and we know the answer and we just have to say it out loud. So I think part of my communication on growing within like relationships is really doing a lot more listening. And I ask a lot more questions um, because that i firmly believe that keeps the conversation going. And then we find kind of answers through there. I think another thing is knowing that I have to meet everybody halfway. So like I have friends and I'm sure it may feel like the other way sometimes where one person feels like they're consistently reaching out to the other. And I've called myself out a few times because I found myself, oh, this person is reaching out to me over and over again. And not that I never mean to reach out to them. I just don't think about it because I almost just forget like, hey, they always take take their time to reach out. Um, so that's something I, I've tried to keep my mind on too, is like, 
hey, X and Y hasn't reached out in a while or we haven't spoke. Let me like start the first step in that. And it can be as simple as, hey, I'm just thinking about you. Hope all is well. And literally, that's kind of what uh, has been one of my go to's also. So um, those are a few things there. We all go through those phases where we get so heads down on, or just kind of locked in and what's going on in our own lives that one of those things tends to dip, whether it's friends, family, your passions that you're chasing something. It's just an ebb and flow for all of them. I heard it a little while back on the Ed Milet show. Um, great podcast for anyone that is looking for anything else to listen to um, besides this, but he kind of went through that same thing of like, there's just those different buckets that you have to fill up between family, friends, your own self. And every so often, if one of those things is dipping, you have to kind of just put attention over here and it's natural for that to happen. So like, Maybe sometimes it is that your your friends are always reaching out to you first or vice versa. But you, I think you being conscious about it is, you know, a big, a big step towards it. And just trying to think about those things and recognizing when that pattern does start to happen, uh, I think is huge for, you know, maintaining good relationships, friendships, whatever they are. Um, you know, and I, I think about for us, both of us work really primarily in relationship based service based business as far as what we do on that side of things. So I know for me, sometimes I could be talked out or I don't want to listen at the end of a day. So I find that it's really important to kind of balance that what we're putting into a conversation. So if I'm spending all day talking to clients on the phone, by the time um, Megan comes home, I might be like mentally spent for the day. So it's a, a conscious effort to make sure that I'm not being sh- with her because of what happened at work that day. And it's just something that I'm always trying to balance too. I don't know if you've had that similar experience just because I feel like it is a lot of, um, it's just taxing on your mental. Yeah. Now it's hard to have the energy, the consistent energy to be able to listen and to be able to give some feedback. But that's also why, and we may have said it in one of the episodes, one of the things I learned from you that I continue to share with everybody is that idea of listening to whoever you're with, whether it's your partner, your friend, your family, whoever it is, because I've asked you in the past, like, hey, you and Megan have been together for all this time. Like, what's something that's helped you? And one of the things I've learned from you is sometimes you just ask, like, hey, do you want me to listen? Or do you want, can I give you some feedback? Do you need some feedback right now? And that's helped me in so many different times in our relationship. And it helps in my everyday relationship with people that I uh, come across. So that, that's been something that's been, you know, kind of huge for me there. Is there any other things that you feel like have really helped your rela- personal relationships um, as far as, hey, let me do some more listening or anything else like that? I think that's definitely a big one um, is that piece of, you know, understanding when people actually want to be given a solution and when people just want to vent to you and have mm-hmm. you listen. Um, I'm still not great at that. I think naturally I I want to get to the solution like of even if it's asking more questions to understand, which is something like I think has helped me working in sales for as long as I have is I'm trying to uncover problems that businesses or other professionals are having to be able to provide a solution. But there is always that goal of providing a solution. And I think in your normal everyday relationships, they may not want a solution. Like they might just want to vent and, for me, that's been the biggest thing to like, I have to turn that solution switch off sometimes. 
And for me, it's hard to do that because it's just so natural because the conversations I have all throughout the day are, okay, why does that hurt? Or how is that making it harder for your business to grow? And then it's shifting the gear to, okay, well, here's how we can help you do that. That's not always welcomed in your normal everyday conversations because sometimes people just want to get stuff off their chest. And that's something I recognize and I still work at. And I think a lot of people tend to just jump into, well, you should just do this or you should try this. And like sometimes people just don't want that advice, especially if they're coming to you from a place where they're just trying to get stuff off their chest. They're stressed. The last thing they want is someone telling them what to do. So it's a, it's a constant give and take. I feel like with it. Would you, so within that, how do you find yourself setting boundaries? Within one, like having enough energy for everybody and the different types of people you'll deal you deal with. And then two, setting the boundary of maybe I can't give this to you right now type of thing. Honestly, I think the the boundary kind of a case by case thing of yeah. where I'm at in the day and understanding that of like just being transparent in the moment, essentially like, hey, I need 10, 15 minutes and then we could come back to this conversation oh, like true. after I decompress from work. One thing I've been trying, which I haven't been too consistent about, but people say it works. So maybe something to give a shot. Um, having a true like work shutdown routine. Um, so like I work from home, which I feel like has its own set of challenges of like people say you shouldn't work where you relax and things like that. And like I do sometimes like I'll take my laptop out on the couch and sit there and send emails or whatever. And like maybe not the best thing because I'm mixing where I relax after work and where I actually work uh, together. So that's something I'm trying to work on, having some type of shutdown routine of like, okay, work's done for the day, laptop's closed. I'm shifting gears to like my personal life of, you know, maintaining those relationships with friends, family. So those are two things I'm working on. Yeah, I definitely agree. So like for me, I feel like that first one has been something that I still struggle with where it's, some days it's it's either hit or miss, I'll call it what it is, where if especially like family and some close friends will typically reach out. And as soon as I answer the phone, it's just spilling the problem. And, and I want to be there for everybody. But sometimes, you know, we've had a long day. We're either with work or we want to have some personal time for ourselves and we have nothing left to give. And I'm the type of person that wants to continue to give something even when I don't have anything. So I've tried a few times of like, hey. I'll be free in the next 30 minutes is that time that works for you. Now, the thing that gets me is somebody's like, no, like, uh, can we just talk right now? That's where I'm just like, okay, that's fine. I could do it. I could do this now. And then it turns into just a spilling of time. And then there's, I'm falling short at the end. And then I'm behind on everything versus, oh, I'm so full right now. I'm ready. Good. I'm recharged. Let's do this. Um, that's, so that's kind of where I struggle, but yeah, long story short, I try to just cut the time where it's like, Hey, I'll be free at this time. Does this work for you? Like I'm ready to to hear you out. Yeah, no, I think that's really helpful. I think, you know, the way we even go about setting up these, um, like recording sessions for this podcast is good. Cause you know, we're friends. We talk aside from just setting this up as like business partners in a way. But when we go about setting this up, it's always around whatever our daily schedule is. So maybe it's you get off work, you go for a run, you eat, then we come to this not being so like rigid in our times. We found times that tend to work because we're able to do all those things to set us up to have good energy Mm -hmm. um, when we do get here. Um, But I think we've been kind of good about the way that we're flexible in our communication of finding what works for both of us. But business partner wise, I think that can be a whole different 
topic of conversation than, you know, your uh, typical, you know, romantic relationships, because that I feel like is where boundaries need to be set almost even more. Otherwise, it starts spilling into that personal life. Um, something I've experienced in the corporate world is if you make yourself available all the time, people will take advantage of that. And then the hardest thing about it is it becomes the expectation. Yeah. So when there is a day that you don't want to hop on the phone at 7 p.m., now there's an issue. You're not a culture fit or you don't want to um, go the extra mile. And it's like, maybe not. Maybe I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't really say that. And I think it's very important early on in those relationships to set clear boundaries of, hey, these are my working hours. This is what I agreed to. This is what's in my employment contract. If you want me to go outside of that, then let's have a conversation about rescoping it or at least compensating for it. And I feel like those are conversations that are hard to have, but need to be had if you want to have that true, good kind of work-life balance. I don't know. Have you ever had any experience with that? Yeah, no, it's a great question. Great point. I mean, I think the one thing that I immediately thought about is you're going to be more efficient and perform at your best, whether that's physically or mentally, if it's like, hey, this, these are the times I could do this. And then if it has to be extended, it's like you know, work together and talk about it. But then it's both agreed upon. It's like, I'm going to perform at my best. For myself, um, definitely when I... I had a traditional nine to five, I would kind of work overtime and I wouldn't get paid for it. I never said anything. I never said anything about pay. It's just like, oh, I can stay for like 10 more minutes. Over time, since I did that so much, it would turn into like, hey, I'd stay for like an extra hour. And then you're, you know, at the end of the week, you're going over by five, 10 hours. It's like, oh, how did that even happen? And it's like, there was no clear boundary of like, hey, I really need to go at this time. Um, If we need to do any additional work, like let's plan to meet about it or anything like that. Um, so that was one. And then as far as the coaching realm of things, when I got into coaching, I used to say, Hey, I'm available 24, seven, 24, seven support. And it burnt me out pretty bad. Cause it's like, you can send the message and it's okay. And this is a message to anybody, whether you're an entrepreneur, it could be in relationships, but you can get a message sent to you and just know that you do not have to answer right away. And it's not that you're a bad person, but if you feel like, you don't have any energy to answer that right away. You don't have to. The only thing is follow up and make sure it's, you know, obviously set at a set period of time where it's not like a week goes by, Uh, but you don't have to answer right away. And that's something I'm still consistently working at is like knowing that, Hey, I don't have to answer right now. Like literally it gets so bad for me. Sometimes I'll be driving and I'll get a message and I want to, like I itch so hard to answer it right there and that then and there. Um, So that's another thing there. So that's where I felt that. Yeah, I love that. I mean, that's part of the reason I got away from the Apple Watch was that exact thing of every time that thing vibrated with a message, I wanted to pick up my phone and answer whoever it was, no matter what I was doing. I could be out with my friends at the time where like, you know, my attention should be on who I'm with, not someone texting me that most likely whatever the text is can wait. I feel like that's a lot. I mean, you go out to eat, you look around how many people are sitting across from someone on their phone. It's mind blowing, but it's like it's become a reality. So for me, getting away from the Apple Watch um, has helped a lot. It's still, you know, you feel the phone go off. You still want to answer. Um, I noticed one thing that you've done, and I'm curious if this um, does tie back into improving your um, ability to stay in the present moment. But you use the focus a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll notice that if I'm sending you like a quick note or something, it'll say like, 
is has notifications silenced right now. So the focus feature on an iPhone, um, has that been able to enhance your ability to stay present in whatever moment that you've you're in, whether it's time with Monica or it's been most helpful. There's some times where, you know, I'm trying to multitask and I'll feel guilty to, you know, look and it's like, oh, I'll just look at one notification, but it really helps me meditating. So like my meditation routine now is like, there's not so much structure where I need to do it at the same time every single day. I try to do it around the same time. But I'm, my thing is I want to increase the frequency I do it at. So even if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever the case. And then especially when I'm like coaching and stuff, those are like my prime times. And I'll guess studying, I'll set those up. So that way, like I need to stay clued in. And I found that it's helped me because then I don't see a notification. If I get, the, if I see a notification and I could just see like so, whoever it is sent it, I'm going to be itching the whole time. I'm going to lose my train of thought and the, the energy to be present. I start getting pulled away. That's like, I want to know what's on the other side of it. So I found that it's, it's helped for sure. I love that, man. That's great. Um, so I know one thing that me and you have talked about a lot, and I don't no, apologies because I don't know who said this or if I'm even going to say it in the right order. But I know we've talked a lot about the phrase, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. I think our journey here on Action Ignited has been exactly that. We've been very long term focused about this of actually being able to help people and finding ways to, you know, just allow other people to benefit off of our experiences, our learnings, um, things like that. But one of the big things was we wanted to do this together side by side, whether that's in person or a Zoom box for now. You know, I'm curious what that that means to you, um, your thoughts on that, because I know you've done the solo entrepreneur route. Um, you still are in some capacities as well. So I'm curious to get your take on that. Yeah, no, it's one of my favorite quotes of all time. We've talked about it a bunch and I've experienced it in, in every, almost every, every realm of my life. And I think for this, first of all, it's like we've both kind of wanted the podcast in the past. I've thought about doing it by myself, but these really stretch the ideas together because we can do this in a conversation. We can really dig deeper in the topics. And it's at the end of the day, it's one one more extra brain. So I think that's one there. Um, being a, a solo entrepreneur at the start of everything and still kind of doing that, that stuff. I only knew how far I can go based on like the books and the conversations I was having. But if I wasn't around people consistently, like there's only so far I can go. So that's ultimately what helped me decide to join a team here in Boston um, was to like grow with a great unique team of individuals who have, you know, made it far into their career paths as fitness professionals. So that was the other thing. Um, so I think the the quote kind of speaks for itself. I think two brains is stronger than one. And the more ways you can mastermind together, the better you'll grow together. And I think within the theme of what we do, it's you can really ignite the action towards that goal if you surround yourself around the right people. So is there anything that stands out for you within that? As you know, I love the quote. I think it's something that... Um... I don't know, for, for me and you, just to use that example, it's like we can leverage each other's strengths, like what each other are good at and kind of mask each other's weaknesses at the same time um, with different skills that are needed for this. So it it's to your point, like we're able to make something that's more holistic because we have experiences from each side. And I think that rings true through really all relationships, whether it's, um, you know, something entrepreneurial, something in your your nine to five and your relationship with your manager. 
um, or managing your, your personal romantic relationships or just family friend relationships as well. If you structure those the right way, you nurture them, it's just going to be better experience for everyone. So finding ways to continue to, to fill those different buckets, um, fill your own cup first, as always, um, I think is just the, the biggest thing when it comes down to relationships. Um, but I think with that, that is our time. So we hope you enjoyed the episode today. Next week is a special week for us as we will be launching three episodes on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So be sure to tune in. In the meantime, make sure to cherish and nurture those connections. And like always, stay ignited.